Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Wife! Do you know what today is? Well, it's Saturday. It is! So it's Q&A Saturday! That's right. And what are we going over today? Well, we didn't have any specific question. Didn't we? So, no, we didn't. Mm. Um, we were pissed because this um, Elihu kid just comes out of nowhere. Right, right. And it was frustrating and we were like, who the fuck? Right. And so that Elihu? was... Elihu? Elihu who? <laughs> Who you, Elihu? So, um, I was 
trying to look for some question to answer. And at first I started just do another summary of the chapters we covered since I yeah. really, but then I decided, hold on a sec. Okay. Because I stumbled onto something about Elihu. Oh, really? Yeah. And then, so, so we're going to talk about him and we're going to talk about each of the guys. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get on into this. All righty. Okay, so first, let's just talk a little bit about the book of Job and the way it's set up. Okay. Okay. Yep. So it's basically split into three different sections. There's the prologue, which is chapters one and two, and that's where, you know, God and Satan are doing their little chit chat. Yeah. Okay, then there's the dialogue, and that's where... All too um, familiar with that. Yeah. It's where they're all talking and taking turns talking at each other. Right, right. That is the bulk of um, this book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's chapters three through 31. Okay. Okay. Then um, chapters 32 through 42, which is the rest of the book, yeah. is the verdicts. So we finished up the dialogue, chapter 31, okay. on Monday. Yeah. And then the rest of the week, we got into the verdicts. The verdicts, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's where um, he's being judged or whatever. It doesn't feel like it yet, exactly. No, no. But we're only in the beginning stages of it. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So um, the prose narratives, which is the prologue and the epilogue at the end, which is part of the verdicts, um, those date to before the 6th century BCE. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The poetry section, which is the arguments of the friends, you know, the dialogue. Right. Has been dated to between the 6th and the 4th century BCE. Okay. So they were not written at the same, at time. The same time. Got it. And then chapters 28 and 32 through 37, which is Elihu. Yeah. Those were added later. Interesting. So that's why he came in late. Yes, that is correct. He was late because he wasn't there. Got it. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Okay. So chapter 32 is where we begin Elihu's verdict. Sure. And that's chapters 32 through 37. Which we have not got to yet. Right. So Monday and Tuesday, chapters 36 and 37, we'll finish up Elihu. Okay. Which, sorry for the spoiler, there's a little bit more Elihu to go. Right, right. Which, yeah. that sucks. Sure. So my next note says, whomst the fuck is Elihu anyway? Right. And I had to say that because I love my notes at myself. Yeah. Okay. Now, the name Elihu means he is my God. El and then Ehu. And El is God. He's the only character in the book of Job whose name is mentioned in full, including the patronymic, the father name. Right. His family name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His identity as a boozite, remember we kept calling him a boozy yeah, or yeah. a boozer, right. places his origin in Edom. Okay. Now, he's called a buzzite because he's from the tribe of Buzz. Buzz was the father of Uz from back in Genesis chapter 22. Okay. And Buzz was also one of Abraham's nephews. Okay. Okay. So yeah. he's from that yeah. descendant. He's the son of Barakel. And a descendant of Buzz, which I just said. Sure. Okay. Now, Elihu, as we already stated, is not mentioned in the prologue. Right. Okay. And his speeches contradict the opinions expressed by his friends. 
which we kind of didn't get. Right. Like, we thought he was saying just more of more of the same. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of different. I'm going to get into that in a minute. Okay. So, I'm really glad I looked into this because it helps clarify some of the things that we misunderstood. Got it. Got it. Yeah. His speeches contradict the opinions expressed by his friends and that it is impossible that the righteous should suffer all pain being a punishment for some sin. Okay. okay. That's what his friends were saying. Sure. It's impossible that the righteous should suffer because all pain is only punishment. So if you're being punished. Right. It's because you sinned. Okay. okay. Yeah. So rather than stressing the idea that suffering is a punishment for sinful actions, Elihu concentrates on Job's sinful reaction to oh. his undeserved suffering. Okay. Okay. All right. I didn't catch that. Well, and we kind of commented actually on that earlier on, like when Job was talking, we're like, damn, he's kind of saying some shit against God. Yes. Here. Yes. So, I mean, that, that kind of tra- that tracks. tracks. Yes. Um, and there's a reason for that, which I'll get to in a minute. Okay. Okay. A reason that that would have been added. Okay? Got it. Got it. Now, Elihu states that suffering may be applied to the righteous as a protection against greater sin. So he's saying that sometimes we are going to get pain that's not related to sin. We're just going to get pain because it is to elicit greater trust and dependence on a merciful, compassionate God in the midst of adversity. Okay. So sometimes it, you're not being punished. Sometimes it's just a greater lesson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and that's a very today Christian apologist right, thing. Right, right. And it's God works in mysterious ways. Yes. I was just going to say that. Yes. So that way there's an answer for whichever way you choose to go. Yeah. Very convenient. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, some writers question the status of Elihu's interruption and sermon because of his sudden appearance and subsequent disappearance from the text. Because once he says his say, he's never never heard from again. Elihu Elihu out. Yeah. He disappears off into the sunset. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Even scholars who regard the book of Job as a literary composition by a single author, which most don't, but even the ones that do, tend to see Elihu's speeches as an early addition or commentary to the original book. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Most scholars consider his section to be a later interpolation, perhaps by a scribe who thought that the book of Job's subject matter ventured too close to blasphemy okay right and we commented on that right right so that extra bit was added because somebody was reading it the way we were going god damn joe right right. i mean i feel you but geez you are talking no i mean he was making very good points that uh that a atheist might ask you know yes yes so i mean and so somebody came along and penciled in this little extra you shouldn't question God like that, asshole. Right, right. So, and that tracks. So this is why Elihu gets his own special, like, five or six chapters or whatever. Yes, yes. Got it, it. He's, he's the moral code. Okay. Or whatever. All right. He's not mentioned in Job chapter two, in which Job's friends are introduced, nor is he mentioned at all in the epilogue. Right. Okay? Like I said, he just has those massive amounts of chapters that the others don't have and then disappears. Got it. Even so, some scholars believe the book of Job was probably written by Elihu. And I'm like, that doesn't fucking make sense, but go off. (laughs) Okay, so that's all we have to say about Eliphaz, or I'm sorry, about Elihu, (laughs) because that's all we know. Okay. Okay? Yeah. 
but I feel better having looked that up about him. Yeah, no, that's because cool. okay, that that makes better sense of what we're reading. It does. It does. So then I thought, okay, well, what about these other guys? Like, sure. I, we never really looked into them much. Right. Is, is there anything special about them? Is there? Uh, I mean, kinda, I oh, guess. Kind of, so you the, guess. The first one, yeah, yeah, just okay. follow me. All right. The first one to speak is Eliphaz the Temanite. Okay. okay. He's the first of the three visitors to Job, and he came from Taman, which is an important city of Edom. And Eliphaz appears as the representative of the wisdom of the Temanite, of the Edomites. Sorry. Okay. Blah. His name means El is pure gold or my God is pure gold. Because again, Eliphaz, El is God. Got it. Um, It might also mean something more along the lines of my God is separate or my God is remote. Got it. Okay. Because, you know, gold is remote. I don't know. I'm sure. Whatever. Now, because he spoke first each time, because remember, the dialogues were set in cycles. Yeah. Where it was one Job, two Job, three Job, or something like that, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I got that wrong, but it, it was set in that kind of cycle. Right. Okay. Eliphaz was probably the oldest of the friends. Okay. Because he was the first to speak each time. Got so, it. So, huh, okay. He appears mild and modest, and yeah, compared to what came after his first speeches were less like a tacky. Right. They were still not cool, but they weren't as heated as they, the rest got. Right, right. So by comparison, he does appear mild and modest. His primary belief was that the righteous do not perish. You know, okay. they live forever or whatever. Sure. He also believed that the wicked alone suffer and in equal measure as to how they have sinned. So got it. to him, it's very simple, black and white. You sinned, obviously, because you're being punished. Yeah. And you're being punished a lot. Therefore, you must have sinned a lot. Right. So what? There it is. Right. There is no further. Very clear to me. And so that's the way it is. There's nothing more to ask. Right. Okay. So although quick-witted and quick to respond, Eliphaz loses his composure in chapter 22. Because, you know, Job kept coming back with, no, but I didn't, though. Right. And so finally, he accuses Job of specific faults. Job yearns for the justice that Eliphaz claims does exist. And so that's an interesting dynamic between them in that Eliphaz is saying everything is perfect. Everything is the way it's supposed to be. And Job's like, I wish it was that I wouldn't be fucking punished. Exactly. Exactly. He's like, that would be totally great. And that's what I thought, too, until I got punished. Right. And it's not black and white, apparently. Right. So, fuck Some, off. Something's wrong here, guys. Yeah, yeah, the math ain't mathin'. Right. So, he he does, Job does agree that there should be an immediate punishment of the wicked. So, he's like, yeah, I, I, I would like that very much. Thank you. Sure. However, that simply did not hold true according to Job's observations, right. obviously. Right. Okay, so that was Eliphaz. Okay. okay. Yep. So, the next guy is Bildad the Shuite. Okay. Okay. He's probably a member of a nomadic tribe dwelling in southeastern Palestine. Okay. He appears to be a sage who looks to the authority of tradition. And his original intent was consolation, but he too got kind of heated. Yeah. Right. His speeches were largely an echo of Eliphaz, but charged with somewhat increased vehemence because he deemed Job's words so impious and wrathful. 
Okay. So he was like doubling down harder on what Eliphaz had said. Right. Okay. Bildab was the first to attribute Job's calamity to actual wickedness by accusing his children of sin to warrant their punishment. That's right. Yeah. Them's fighting words, bro. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, how dare? Yeah. His brief third speech, just five verses in length, remember, it was we thought it was the shortest right. chapter, yeah, yeah, yeah. marked the silencing of the friends. And that's when Elihu comes in. Got it. So, so there's only two friends. They there's three friends. Okay, but they don't ever mention... So, okay. So someone added this third friend who was Elihu. No, 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 no. 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 There's, okay. there's three friends plus Elihu. But the third friend never talked? No, we're getting to him in a oh, minute. Oh, I'm His sorry. His name is Zophar. Oh, okay, I'm okay. not there yet. All right, all right. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. So there's four people plus Job. Okay. okay? So yeah, there's yeah. the three friends. There's the weirdo Elihu, and then there's Job. Okay. Okay. Got it. And then God and Satan. Sure. Okay. So anyway, when he he gets done, you know, he only says those those five things, and then he he's like, I guess I got nothing else to say because Job is like, you guys are full of shit. Right. This is not. You're not right. 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 So some scholars believe because that chapter was so short, they believe that his third speech was an edited fragment of the original one, possibly parts of the original that were given to Job to soften the force of his heresies. Okay. So they took from whoever edited this shit, took from Eliphaz, or I'm sorry, took from, what's his name? Bill Bildad. Yeah. Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> took from him and put into Job's commentary. Okay. All and right. I don't really know where that... That line was. Yeah. Because right. um, it didn't feel off to me, but I mean, I wouldn't know. Right, so. right. Okay, so that's all we have on Bildad. Okay. Okay. Number three, the third friend, yeah. is Zophar the Naamathite. And his name means chirping or rising early. Okay. Sure. Neamathite is a Gentile name, suggesting he was from a city called Neama, perhaps in Arabia. Got it. Okay. Okay. Unlike Bildad and Eliphaz, Zophar only speaks twice. And remember, we did mention that at the beginning or somewhere, somewhere in one of our Q&As, we did talk about how Zophar is the only one of the friends that doesn't get to speak three times. Right. And that okay. broke the cycle. That's right. Of the That's dialogue. Right. Right. Okay. So he is the most impetuous and dogmatic of the three, even so. Yeah. Zophar is portrayed as more hot-headed than the other two. Okay. He is the first to accuse Job directly of wickedness. Yeah, I remember this, and I was very not happy about it. Yeah. I'm like, you don't, you don't know. You don't right. know these things. Right. He even suggests that his punishment is too good for him. Wow. That he deserves worse. Wow. Yeah. Not only... He he deserves to be punished for whatever the fuck he did, but now he deserves even more punishment for fucking complaining about being punished, yeah. is what Zophar's saying. Got it. So he rebukes Job's presumption in trying to find out the unsearchable secrets of God. Okay. And he's like, how dare you? Right, you know? right. He promises peace and restoration if he offers penance and stops his evil ways. Right. Because, you know, Zophar knows. Yeah. He does not have a third speech, and some scholars have suggested that parts of Job's speeches actually constitute this third reply. Oh. So, much like with what happened to Bilbo Baggins, Bildad. Yes. They they probably took from the guy and gave 
his to speeches Joe. to Joe. Right. Okay. So I don't know why, and I don't know what purpose that could have possibly served. Sure. But um, I that's all I really had. I just thought it was kind of interesting to talk about each of these guys in yeah. frame of like who they are and what they were looking to to accomplish. No, I mean, why. They're, they're a big part of the the book, so mm-hmm. we should probably know as much as we can know about them. And now we do. And now we do. Yeah. So. Elihu that, was the most interesting, so I probably should have ended with him right, and not yeah, led with him. Yeah. Because now I'm like, and those other three. The end. <laughs> so sorry about the uh, soft landing there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was our Q&A for today. Yes, it was our Q&A Saturday. And we will be back tomorrow for those of you who are patrons with our patreon yeah that i don't think that's what i did last time it's but close enough i guess sure sure yeah. sure anyway and then i'll get the weekly replay together and we'll be back on monday with job chapter 36 all right we'll see you guys then yep bye hey wife i guess that's the end but husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Oh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 